0: or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
1: Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date.
2: Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We have the pleasure of being joined by Gino Stone today. Gino, Thanksgiving Day. When this, when this pod comes out, it'll be Thanksgiving. We gotta start there. Oh yeah, appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to yo. you all. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to you. Uh, what's, your, what's your go-to Thanksgiving side? Uh,
3: I don't know. If <sighs> I...
2: Put him on the spot. Yeah, I don't know. The hard I mean, hitter out of the gate.
3: I, honestly, I really don't eat. Thanksgiving food like that. I'll eat. What? I, I really, only, I really only eat the stuffing. So that's, you only eat the stuffing. Yeah, I don't. I really don't eat Thanksgiving food. To be honest. Sweet potatoes. Food.
2: No cat. Sweet potato casserole.
3: Not really. No. I really, I really don't. Yeah, I really don't eat anything like that. Because I mean, I don't. Well, one during football season, I don't want to be too heavy. Come next next day. Okay. And then uh, a trip to fan will get you too. You know, I mean, when I was younger, I used to eat turkey and all that stuff all the time. But now I just really just eat the stuffing. I just really stop wow. eating. Wow. So what
1: do you do? You, um, what are your Thanksgiving plans? Like, are you gonna go to a Thanksgiving dinner? Or
3: <laughs> yeah, I haven't really thought about it yet. I mean, <laughs> He's uh, just getting some stuff. Yeah, I mean, really, gonna some really, I'm coming to work, and after that, I go with the flow. You know, I mean, I know some teammates say to come over to the house, so I'd probably just go hang out with some of them. But
2: besides that, I mean, I'm really not worried about the food, honestly. <laughs> do you do you put sausage in your stuffing? Because no. that's a clutch. Ooh, no, I never had Give that. it a shot. Never had The to. sausage and the stuffing is clutch. <laughs> I'm telling you. There All you right. Go. All right. We should talk about football a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, Marcus Williams goes down. You step in. and You've done such, a, such an awesome job. It's like nobody's even talked about it. You know, I mean, when you have a great player like Marcus go down, it's like, what's going to happen? It, a credit to you that nobody's even thought twice about it. Right? I mm. mean, just what has it been like stepping in for a guy like that?
3: Yeah, I mean, just just watching him from OTAs when he first came in here, and then uh, you know, trying to trying to pick his brain about what what what, what kind of uh, type of safety he is and stuff yeah. like that. So you know, just watching him from all that time making plays during the season. Now, um, you know, just trying to trying to come in and fill that role that he was doing. You know, I I wasn't trying to do too much. I was really just trying to go in there and do my job. Right. Um, and make sure there was no big plays, and I feel like I, I've been doing that make, make sure there's limited big plays.
1: When you're in that the situation that you found yourself in, when a player like him gets hurt and you know and all of a sudden you're stepping into the starting lineup, is there a feeling of like, all right, this is my opportunity to prove myself. Like, I get my shot now, and I, I think a lot of players who are probably in your position are, like, are looking for that opportunity and, and then you got it. Was that part of your thought process when you were going in to start those you know first couple games?
3: Um. Yeah. Somewhat. You know. Just. Just. Just be able to go out there and show what I could do. You know. I feel like I showed a little bit during preseason the past few years. You know. And now. Now I'm just going out doing the real and real games. And I uh, did a little bit last year. You know. Made a couple plays. And. Uh, you know. I just wanted to go out there and show. show yeah. Really try to show what I could do. You know. Um. Try. Try to go out there and do the best I can. Do you look at? I'm. I'm sure
1: you probably I mean you look at the guys who are in this room, Chuck Clark comes to mind. Like, Chuck Clark kind of had a similar situation where he moves into the starting lineup. Tony Jefferson got hurt Mm. back in the 2019 season. Chuck Clark steps in, and, you know, he ends up getting a nice contract, and he's been here, and he's kind of a leader of this defense. Do you look at a a path like that and say, like, why couldn't that be me?
3: Yeah, I definitely do. You know, I mean – Opportunities like that really don't come around like uh every once I mean it's only every once in a while. So, you know, the guys that that's able to take advantage of the opportunity and and then you know, they get rewarded for it. So, um, you know, that's that's what I plan on doing. Uh just taking advantage of my opportunity every time it comes around, you know, and uh
2: and go from there. Now Marcus is coming back from dislocated wrist. Uh, he's back on the practice field now. Where does that kind of leave you? Like, that's got to be kind of a tough adjustment. You're like, I got my shot. I did really well. And dang, you know, you're happy, I'm sure. Yeah. But where does it kind of leave you? No, I mean, no, at the
3: same time, I mean, I know, I know it's a business. So, you know, just yeah. go out there, whatever, whatever your role is, you know, just be to be the best at it, you know, um, I mean, I'm not going to think too much of it. You know, whatever yeah. whatever the plan is for me, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to stick to it. I'm a team player. So I'm not going to be a, a guy that's, that gets all down because
2: Marcus came back. I mean, I know what type of talent Marcus is, and he needs to be on the field. Right. And, and your role on special teams really has helped you kind of separate and establish yourself, you know. And especially after CoCAP retired, it seemed like you really kind of stepped into that position. Uh, can you just talk about how you've grown as a special teams player and how important that is to you? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for COCAP, I mean, uh, um, I mean, I, I really don't know if I would really
3: be here because mm. he's the guy that took me under his wing and really taught me all the ropes about really just being a pro. Right. Um, you know, that's someone, that's someone I sat next to every day in meetings and, and try to I try to talk to every day. And he, he really took me under his wing and showed me how to be a pro and every, every, like every day, um, take care of my body, little things like that. You know, so, I, I, I mean, I give him a lot of credit. Uh, you know, he helped me a lot with special teams. He, I mean, I, honestly, my rookie year, I feel like he's the reason why I got on the field. My the uh, like my two games I played. Mm. You know, I feel like he he saw what uh, what I was able to do on the scout team for them, give them good looks, and I got my shot. So he kind of advocated to the coaches, like you got to get this, you guy in <laughs> I mean, the game. I mean, I'm not sure, but I, I mean, I feel like he probably had a little bit of a little bit of play to it. <laughs> it
1: that's kind of interesting to hear you say that because I think that a lot of people, I think that there's a players who have success on special teams, like, embrace it. Like, he was a guy who, like, embraced special teams. And I think that, like, a lot of guys come to the NFL and you've been one of the best players on your college team and you've been, you know, a defensive star. You've been playing, you know, a star defensive player since you've been probably in seventh grade, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like, you get to the NFL and it's like, okay, now you're playing special teams. And I think for a lot of players, it's like a tough pill to swallow. They're like, I don't want to play special teams. I'm I'm a safety. I'm a defensive player. And so, like, you... But the guys who have these long careers, like Anthony Levine did, like you embrace it, like you have. Was that something that like took some time, or was it like how did you kind of approach that aspect? of uh,
3: it? Not really, because I I played special teams my, as a as a freshman in college, until before I started starting and stuff like that. So, um, and then when I got here, you know, I don't I don't think people really look at how how valuable special teamers are. You know, if if you're able to play special teams, it could take you a long way, because then it comes down to. They're gonna look at people saying, "All right, he has much more value than this guy because he got special teams. He can play right. special teams for us when they're so, filling
2: out that fifty-three man
3: roster. Yeah. So when, they, when they're trying to look, when they're trying to figure out who to, who's on the roster and things like that, I feel like special teams is a, a key important, uh, like part part of that. So, right. um, I mean, playing special teams, it's, I mean, it's, I don't know why people think it's that bad. It's really not that bad. You go out there for <laughs> one play and put, and put your, all your effort out there right. instead of like defense or offense. Mm-hmm. You know, you're out there multiple steps. So, um, but but at the same time, I mean, you only got one opportunity, so. Whenever you're on the field, you got to make the best of it.
2: One thing I've noticed with you on special teams is the race to the end zone on a touchback seems like you kind of take that a little bit seriously. You want to be the first guy down that field screaming, they're running the metrics on you, so you know how fast. They're yeah. checking how fast guys are running. It feels like you always want to win that race. I mean, just, honestly,
3: <laughs> I mean, I, I, Chris Horton, you know, he he gets on us all the time about finishing through the end zone, no matter if it's a touchback or if the ball comes out, because right. you really never know. Right. You know, and I, at the same time, we did the same thing in college. You know, we always just race down there and touch the returner. But, I mean, I don't feel like, I feel like guys will not like that here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you might get swung yeah. on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now your your background is really interesting in, in coming out of Iowa, being a seventh round pick. I remember uh when we drafted you, there was a lot of draft buzz about how you were the biggest steal of the draft. It was like Daniel Jeremiah,
1: Daniel was one jo- of the guys. Jeremiah, was like really on some I'm sure you the clip. <laughs> yeah. Some
2: pro football <laughs> focused guys. Like, yeah, I think Jeremiah said you were the best value pick in the seventh round. And like people couldn't believe that you slid that far. Were you as shocked as everybody else was, or what? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a little bit, honestly. You know,
3: going to that day, it was like I was like number one safety on the board, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, draft day. I mean, that's probably one of the it's, it's probably the craziest day. You know, I, I mean, I waited three days and waited to the last like round, three and a, and a, a half day. days. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying I didn't <laughs> right. honestly, honestly, I didn't watch rounds five or six. Right. I was basically just by myself because I was honestly like mad at, and stuff like that. But you know, whenever. Baltimore hit me up, they were like, Hey, we got a few more picks left. Um they were like we're gonna we're, we we not we don't know where we're going with it yet. Right. And at the first one they picked Prochet, and then like I'm like wait I'm sitting there waiting and I'm texting back like, so what are you like what are you gonna do? <laughs> wait, and so you're I'm texting like texting the yeah. Ravens back? Yeah, I'm like texting like what are you gonna do? So who are you texting? Uh I wanna I wanna say it was Chris Hewitt. Okay. I wanna say it was Chris Hewitt. <laughs> but I'm texting <laughs> everyone I'm like, like, what are you gonna do? Come get me And man. Like, Yeah, and they're not saying nothing, like they weren't answering, I'm like, like I'm like, dang, they're they're definitely not going with me. <laughs> And then like five seconds later I see the Baltimore area code pop up and I'm like, Oh, it's definitely it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So do
1: you look at your draft day as like happy memory, sad memory? Like what do you look at?
3: Both. Okay. I mean both, you know. Uh a lot of ups and downs. Uh but at the end of the day, you know, it was just just to be able to get drafted, it was I mean I mean, not many people could get drafted, so it was just a just like a happy moment, I was there with my my whole family, even though I was in COVID. Probably shouldn't say that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all my all my close family was yeah. there. So just Small be able group. To, yeah, just be able, just be able to <laughs> like <Distance>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be able to just be able to enjoy that it was pretty awesome. And then like just. Because where, where I live, it's like a little cul-de-sac. It's like yeah. a dead end, and then having all these people drive up to my house, uh, just like they're standing good. in their cars, waving, like a bunch of people pulling up. So it was pretty awesome just to have like have that
2: moment. That is really neat. It,
1: so yeah, that that is, that is cool. When when it's the seventh round, and you're like texting Chris Hewitt, and you're wondering if it's going to happen. At that point, are you thinking like, I hope I get drafted, or because I've heard some guys say like, you know what, I actually just would prefer at that point to be an yeah. undrafted free agent, then right. I, I can pick where I go. Like, right. what was your thought in that moment?
3: Yeah, I mean, at the same time, I was going through that. Like, I'm texting my agent, talking about places where I could go. Um, there was, like, I felt like it was, like, a, f- a few teams I was, had narrowed down to. And Baltimore definitely wasn't one of them, to be honest. Like, was not I, one of them? Yeah, I ain't, it, <laughs> it wasn't one of them, honestly. But... uh but then, I mean, at the same time, I was like, you know, it was always a dream of mine to get drafted. So, I mean, it really didn't matter first, second, third, whatever. we seventh, seventh round. I was, I always wanted to get drafted. So, just be able to, just like I said, just be able to share that moment with my family and my friends. It, it was pretty awesome.
1: So then, so then, your rookie year, you're, you're on the practice squad, and then at the end of that season Houston ends up signing you to their active roster for a week yeah right so you spent one week as a member of the Texans. um didn't play in a game right a former Texan do you consider yourself a former (laughs) Texan does
3: a week count no I didn't play so it was it was kind of crazy because they were going through like a little COVID thing where players were sick and trying to come back Mm. so like when I first got there, they're like, "Yeah, you're not doing nothing, you're not playing." So I'm like, "All right, that's fine. Like, I'm gonna get a game check, you know? It's cool, it's cool. It's cool. I'm gonna get a game check, you know? Oh, yeah. just, just chill. I mean, I'm just in Houston for the week. <laughs> and then like the night before the game, they're like, "Yeah, you might play." And I'm like, <laughs> "So then they're telling me all like they're telling me all these like, things like special teams are gonna play. Like I never played any like I was about to play a halfback on." Kick return and all this stuff. I'm like, alright I don't even know their schemes or anything like that. So I'm just gonna yeah, go out there. Here's the
2: playbook, man. Yeah, because
3: like, <laughs> they didn't give me an iPad when I first got there. They were like, we don't need it. So I'm like, all right. They, like, what? Then the night before the game, they gave me the iPad. I'm like, all right. So now I got to learn all this stuff. in like <laughs> one would, night,
2: that was a joke on my part. I yeah. did not think they actually hadn't given you the yeah, playbook. Yeah, they didn't give me a playbook. That's crazy.
3: So then I had to, I had to get the iPad the night before the game. And I'm like, all right, I'm trying to, I'm trying to study it. Figure out what I gotta do for the next, tomorrow, and then like literally, I get there on game day. I'm like, all right, I'm playing. I call my mom. I'm like, hey, my mom, I'm playing. She's like, all right. So then I get there for the game. And they're like, all right, yeah, you don't need to play no more. We we got some guys back. I'm like, all right. So I'm
1: like, so it was well, like for nothing. Yeah. Just I stayed up, and It's like I I studied. It's like you study. You stay up all night studying for the test, and all of a sudden the professor's like, actually, we're gonna push that until the yes. next week. Yes. Yeah, how, exactly. that's how basically it was.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. I mean, at the same time, I really it was it, it was what it was. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: And then that off season, you become a free agent. They let you become a free agent, and then was it in your mind like, all right, I'm going back to Baltimore?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to go back to somewhere because I I didn't know how the season was going to be again with the COVID with COVID yeah. going on. So I didn't want to go to a new place and have to learn a whole new system. And um, at the same time, I mean, before I, when I left, I, I remember Harv texting me like he was like. Let's keep in touch, like all the stuff. So whenever I had the opportunity to come back, um, I reached out to my agent, and I'm pretty sure the Ravens reached out to my agent too, saying that uh, they would like to have me back. And uh, I I told my agent, it's like it just just made sense to come back. You know, Mm -hmm. I knew all the players. I knew, uh, I mean, I knew the DC was already still staying here. So um, I just felt like it was, it was, it was like the opportunity that I wanted to come back here and uh, show what I could do because I feel like my my rookie year had a lot of ups and downs uh, with. Getting signed to that active roster to begin the season, practice squad, elevated for two games, right. then then COVID. I got hit with COVID, and then I got that's why I went to Houston. So it was like I feel like I had a lot to prove when I when I came back to
2: Baltimore. You went through it as a rookie.
3: Yeah, I had the whole I had the whole rookie experience you know, <laughs> uh, with the leaving to a new team, the being on our practice squad, being on the active roster, playing. Um. Yeah, I feel like it was it was a great rookie year. You know,
2: (laughs) (laughs) what's it what's it feel like now? I mean, just fast forwarding to now. I mean, obviously, the decision to come back has paid off. Like we said, you stepped in really well for Marcus, and now the defense is playing so well. What what is it about the defense? Do you think that's really kind of clicked? Uh, Honestly, I feel like it's the
3: trust. It's the trust. Um, like we're all trusting each other out there. You know, no matter who's out there on the field, we're all flying around to the ball. If someone missed, like. We always say take a shot because we we know we all, all your all your teammates are going to be there. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's that trust levels out there that we're all on this on the same page and all all want the same goal. So I feel like that's the biggest thing that, that we're doing right now. We all believe in each other and we're all just out there flying around making
2: plays how much do you think mike's defense and and he plays a lot more zone coverage than wink did Mm -hmm. right how have you guys did that take a little time to adjust to and that was some of the troubles early on in the year when there were some defensive breakdowns and and how much do you think that's helped you guys in terms of making more plays getting more turnovers things like that
3: yeah um honest i mean i don't don't think it really took time to adjust to Mm -hmm. i just feel like like I said, I don't think the trust was there yet with everybody on the field. You know, we had a lot of moving pieces uh, going around a lot. And I feel like then, now, now we got guys in spots where they're playing their best ball. So right. I feel like that's that's probably what the biggest part was. But, uh, like, yeah, like the difference is playing more is we have more zone eyes, so more eyes on the quarterback uh, to be able to make plays. And Wings defense is more tight man-to-man coverage. Mm-hmm. So, was, uh, I mean – the plays were there, but it was it's hard it's, it's really harder to make plays and man to man to make get interceptions and stuff right. like that. So you see more forced fumbles and things like that, though. But uh, I feel like that now we're able to get the uh, more picks this year.
2: A, a guy in your room, Kyle Hamilton, has really matured a lot over the course mm-hmm. of the season. When we're talking about trust and all those things. What have you seen from Kyle? And and you know why has the kind of I don't know. Maybe it's not the right word. The light bulb come on or whatever. Why? Why, in your perspective, is he playing so well now?
3: Yeah, I just feel like they got him in a spot now where I mean, like I said, he's comfortable now. Yeah, honestly, uh, he's comfortable in the position he's playing in, and he, he's that's that's what that's that's what he's focused on more now is the, whatever he's in and. Uh, mm-hmm. He's blitzing a lot, you know, being disruptive. I mean, I I was telling him the other day, I was like, dude, you're you're playing some you're playing some hell of a ball like right now cuz he's setting edges out there making a lot of tackles for us. He's flying all around, so right. I mean, I feel like he's playing his best ball right now.
1: So, how good is Roquan Smith in front of you? Like when you see him play, <laughs> like what's different about him being in the middle of that defense yeah, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 different, you know, um not to knock anybody else, Ro- but course. I mean, Roquan's a He's a he's a different talent, you know. I mean, the week before we played the Saints, I remember we were playing Tampa. I had I probably had like eight, eight nine tackles, yeah. and then Roquan came in. I the next week I probably had one tackle. So <laughs> You're it's like, dude, like, you got I'm, one up
2: my tackles. Yeah, like like it's, like
3: me and Chuck, me and Chuck would talk about that. We're like, well, we can't get no tackles right now.
4: <laughs> like it's
3: like it's not like we're not getting there. It's just like PQ and Ro are flying everywhere. You know, I just feel like them two together, like it's 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 it's, it's really it's really different to watch, like. Playing behind them Instead of like Watching on film Because Like when I'm I'm Running to the ball I'm thinking I'm about to make the play And out of nowhere These two fly to the ball And make (laughs) the play So I'm like At the same time I'm like Dang I gotta get some tackles But But then I'm like I mean they're making TFL, so I'm like, it yeah. is it is what it is. You
2: know, the, the D-line's freeing them up. <laughs> Roquan had one uh, against the Panthers where it was like a third and 14, and he came flying from the line of oh, scrimmage. Yeah. Chuck, he like, well, you were right around it, yeah. too. Chuck took a hit from Roquan. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, dang, dude, you got to watch yeah. out for your own guy. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, he'd be flying around. It's, I mean, he's he's a guy that's literally
2: sideline to sideline yeah and for you like where do you see yourself kind of long term and you know marcus is going to be here for a while playing kind of free safety do you see yourself you know you're a fast guy who has a nose for the football like what do you see defensively kind of down the road for you and what do you aspire you know what kind of position do you aspire to be
0: He scored. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious.
3: whatever 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 the coaches feel like they the, the best situation is for me you know yeah. um I mean I could play deep and then I could also play down on the box uh you know so whatever whatever they see is the best situation for me at that moment because, I mean I got like Marcus is a different person coming off that post i mean, <laughs> I, I never seen someone have range like that That's the first person I saw have uh range and speed like he does right um but you know whatever the coaches want whatever the coaches put me at you know that's what that's what I'll try to work on and um yeah so wherever wherever they see me at that's what I'll that's what I'll do yeah
1: and, and the last one for me just for this defense as a whole like you guys just keep getting better great game against the Saints even better game against the panthers what do you see as kind of like the ceiling for this unit
3: I mean I feel like I feel like we could be a really dominant defense I mean I feel like we're starting to show we're starting to show it now um we definitely got ways to, we got some ways to go but uh I feel like we're starting to we're starting to click at the right moment and uh it's, it, and it's you know, it's starting to be the best part because it's the second half of the season and November, December, January football. That's where games are. That's where games are won in the in the playoffs. So, um, I feel like if you want to get to that point, we we got to keep doing what we're doing, uh, keep stacking days, keep getting better, holding each holding each other accountable, and I feel like we'll go a long way. Awesome. awesome.
2: Well, enjoy your Thanksgiving stuffing,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and thanks for joining us, uh, Gino. Thanks, appreciate it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Well, great stuff from Gino. Uh, thanks to him for joining. Also, we want to give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings because as our listeners know, the sports landscape is always changing. This week is no dr- different. DraftKings is a leader in daily fantasy sports and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players. You try to stay under that salary cap and then you sit back and you watch your points pile up. So now you know how to play. Download the DraftKings app today and sign up using the code FLOCK. New you Year- Users get a free entry with their first deposit. Again, the code is FLOCK at DraftKings.
2: So, Garrett, as you well know, because we've been doing this for a little while, sometimes the best stories come after you stop recording. Well, that's always the case. It's always, always. the best stuff is always
1: before the mic's rolling, and then once you hit... Exactly. Yeah, once you hit record and again. Yeah. So,
2: with Gino... After we started stopped recording, you know, we started talking to him about the plays he's made over the years and stuff like that, and how he was a big time ball hawk in college at Iowa. He said he got four picks in eight games. Yep. Uh, when he first became a starter, and then he had one pick his last year, and it was a big one though. It was a pick six I remembered, which he got on Trace McSorley, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, at Penn State, mm-hmm. which uh, Gino grew up in Pennsylvania, kind of between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Um. So he got a a pick six at Penn State, big moment in his career. With his mom in the stands. Mm. But she, (laughs) she did not see it because she was too busy... Was which one was? I think it? she was. She was at the consent. No, she was she cold. Was, she was cold. She was in the bathroom <laughs> because it was too cold, and so we're laughing about that. And he goes, "Yeah." And then last year, when I picked off Ben Roethlisberger, he did in the season finale. Got Ben, which was supposed to be Ben's last game. Should have been Ben's last yeah. game. Picked him off. His mom was at that game too, but she also didn't see that interception <laughs> because she was at the concession stand. There's, there's a trend here. <laughs> exactly. There's a trend. So the trend is we need Gino's mom to be Gino's mom. If you're listening. Listen to this. All right, we need you at every game. And we need you not paying attention at all. (laughs) Looking at your phone, you can be playing Candy Crush, Uh whatever you want to be doing, at the concession stands, whatever you want to be doing, just don't watch the game. Don't watch Geno play. Yeah, for Mama Stone, whenever it's
1: like a key, you know, fourth quarter, you know, third down in the fourth quarter, that's when you get out of the stands. You head to the concession stand at that point because that's when you know a big play is about to happen.
2: Exactly. My mother-in-law is actually the same way. She cannot watch. She gets too nervous watching Ravens games, so she refuses to watch and she swears, you know, they always do better when she's not watching.
1: Right, so. so maybe this is the same game. Exactly. So, uh, Well, look, it's. Uh, I enjoy talking with Gino. I mean, he's, he's got an interesting story yep. uh, based on, you know, his rookie year and bouncing back and forth and then earning a spot on the roster and now starting and playing well. I mean, it's been a bit of an up-and-down start for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's really played well, and I think you kind of summed it up well when you said, like, you know, Marcus Williams gets hurt, and Marcus Williams, big free agent signing. Right. You know, he's kind of the marquee new addition to this team this offseason. He gets hurt, and he's been playing great. He has three picks in four games. Right. And it's like, oh, this guy's going to be a stud. And he goes down. And you're like, what's this mean for this defense? Well, Gino's right. just stepped in, and no one is sitting here saying, like, well, this defense isn't the same without Marcus. And that's a credit to Gino. <laughs> yep. And I mean, I think that he's. He's proven that he has the ability to be a starter in this league and deserves a lot of credit for that.
2: Well, and and just what he's done on special teams, too. Like, you can carve out a very solid career. You know, look at what Anthony Levine has done or did over his career, right? He had, like, played for over a decade, and was he ever, like, a 16-game defensive starter? No, but he started a bunch of games, stepping in for different players, playing in a versatile role, and being a leader on special teams, like... Maybe that's the path for Gino, or maybe he becomes a sixteen game starter. I don't know. But I, one thing I feel confident in is that Gino Stone's gonna have a long career because he's a professional. He prepares himself well, he's a smart player, instinctual, he's got the speed, got the ball hawk, you know, he's got a, a little bit of everything that just makes him a good football player. I mean, he
1: reminds me a lot of Chuck Clark. I, I use yeah. that that comparison yeah. when I asked him about it. And Chuck is a guy committed himself to special teams, sixth round pick. Yep. Uh and so then Chuck gets the opportunity and sees it and has been a starter ever since. Yep. Um, you know, so you know it'll be interesting to see how Gina's career plays out. But I agree with you. I think that he he is somebody who's going to be in the NFL for a while.
2: Now the fact that he doesn't eat Thanksgiving dinner is a big <laughs> big strike. <laughs> that's a red. I mean, it's a red flag. That's a red big red flag. Uh-huh. That's probably why he dropped the seventh round. <laughs> that was like probably dinner. in the scouting report. Guy doesn't like Thanksgiving. Oh. What? No.
1: (laughs) He said he ate it. No, I actually respect it because he said he ate it as a kid, but now when season unlike you he's got to maintain tip-top physical condition nah you basically just pour in the thanksgiving food and then just sleep it's one meal the game isn't for three days away when you're when you're a great physical athlete like gino and myself you need to to make sure that you're not uh bulking too much during thanksgiving it's bulking season for me you know (laughs) you know
2: that's true i love Thanksgiving. it's my favorite holiday i think a lot of people feel that way do you feel that way uh yeah, I think th- I think so. It's your favorite holiday. Yeah, the
1: football games it's great to watch games. The f- the food is great. Family's great. Yeah, it's You've great.
2: got your newborn baby, first Thanksgiving. Yep. You blend up the food in the blender for, for the baby.
1: Uh, she's on the milk diet. No, no, thir- no. no Thanksgiving turkey for her. <laughs> Only milk.
2: <laughs> anyway, the Ravens have a big game uh, coming up against the Jags and uh, looking to win their fifth straight. Yeah, and we were kind of breaking this down in the lounge uh, earlier today. We were saying, you know, if the Ravens can really, so it's the Jags, then the Broncos, the Broncos and Browns and then i think steelers right if the ravens can i would say win their next 3 games jags you got that flip broncos the
1: way, it, goes, it goes jags broncos steelers browns
2: oh really yeah oh okay if they can win their next 3 i think it's gonna it that might put the division race out of out of reach the bengals have a tough schedule down the stretch they have to play the patriots on the road they play the bills yeah they have the browns they have the, Chiefs, the and Chiefs and the Titans. Chiefs and the Titans, right? It's
1: like murderers row the rest of the way when you look at their schedule.
2: Exactly. And obviously we've talked about the Ravens schedule. I just feel like you, you feel like the division. Go ahead. you want to give them the I already your did big, this? Your, I did this big big at the take? bye week. Go ahead and I give, feel me your, like, give me your hot take for the I think, you I think the, the Ravens morning. are gonna win the division. I think No, you did you were hotter than that this morning. Red hot? You were red hot take.
1: What I said that the division vi-
2: you said the division stuff. The Ravens are gonna win the division. The Ravens are going to win the division. It's just lock and key right now. It's
1: just locked up. I mean, I think... That, yeah, I think that... The, I, I I laid this out over the course of the bye week. Now, of course, a million things could happen. Players could get hurt. All that different stuff. But, like, as I look at it right now, I don't see a way... A path that the Ravens don't win the division. They have the lead on the Bengals. The Bengals are game behind them, and the Ravens have beaten them. And the Bengals... And the like Bengals have a much more... In the AFC North. The, the Bengals... Yes, have three losses in the AFC North. Uh, they have a much tougher schedule down the stretch, and so even if they finish with the same record right now, mm-hmm. then that would mean that the Ravens still have a tiebreaker of them because they split the head-to-head, right. and the Ravens have a better record in the division. Um, so I just don't see, I don't see the the Bengals running the table against the Bills, Chiefs, Titans, Browns, Patriots,
2: right. I yeah, don't see that. I, I, I okay. would agree with you. Okay. I would agree with you. And I—that's and I what I say. If the Ravens win the next three, I think it's—I think it's out of reach for the Bengals.
1: I think if the Ravens win their next next seven games, they are definitely going to win the division. Hot I'll take. go. Out, I'll go out there on a limb. Hot I'll take. do the mink. I'll go out there on a limb. <laughs> if that happens, then they're going to win the division. Thank you. <laughs> You're freezing cold takes. Um, no, look. So, so this game against Jacksonville, like, it. it you know some similarities. I think to the Carolina game, this is a game that the Ravens are favored, and you expect them to win. Yep. I I do think that the teams are a little bit different. Um, Carolina really good, I think defense, and this this Jacksonville team has a better offense. Have some dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, former number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence. Right. Um, they have Travis Etienne, who's been a good. really good running back. Christian it looks Kirk like, has been uh, a pretty good signing for them. Yeah, Etienne looks like he did in Clemson. You know, when yep. he was a dynamic player and earned his spot as a first round pick. Do it all back. Yep. He can run, can catch it out of the backfield. So the offense and Doug Peterson, good offensive minded coach. Mm -hmm. So like I I think that there are some similarities there, uh, just based on schedule and their record, and you know looking at them, they have some
2: high high draft picks on defense too. Trayvon Walker, yeah, they they have some. They've spent some early picks on defense. So they're they're another team kind of, to me, similar to the Panthers, where you look at their roster and you say, there's some talented pieces around here. Like, there's a lot of talent. I thought at the beginning of the year, especially given the amount of money that the Jags spent in free agency, they were one of the big spenders. I kind of looked at this one on the schedule and was like, this is not going to be like the Jags might be close to 500 team mm-hmm. this year. I thought that they would be much improved, and they and they have been. Trevor Lawrence has been much better. He's turned the ball over far less uh, in his second year compared to his rookie year. And so, I still look at this as a game, despite the Jags' record not being really close to 500 right now. I do think that this is similar to Carolina, an opponent that you certainly can't sleep on, and they have enough talent where they can put a scare into you.
1: And and, th- and this this game makes me more nervous than the Carolina one. Okay. You know, coming off the bye at home uh for Carolina. This one on the road. And I think that the I Jags a are little be- less actually. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The Jags to me are a better team than Carolina.
2: I would probably agree with that, but you know, coming off the bye, I think this played a little bit into the offensive sluggishness is you're coming off the bye, you're just not quite as sharp. You don't you're mm-hmm. not on a roll. Uh the cold weather game, yep. now you're going back down to Jacksonville, Florida. It's gonna be warm to like mid seventies down there. Yeah. That all kind of gives me hope. You know, we had a good email about
1: this, uh, actually. It's from Ronnie Smith, and he says uh, I don't think anyone considers the over the top passing attack against Carolina uh, was dangerous in this game because of the wind conditions in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Cold day. Windy day, um, and also he says, I think the bye week induces some non-sharpness in terms of execution. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for week to week practice and games. You take a look at the end of the 2019 season. Of course, Ravens 14 and two that season. They get the bye, then lose to Tennessee in the playoffs. Right. Uh, took the time off at the end of the season, going into the playoffs. That's an extreme case, he says. But so those are two points there, and, and I think that that Ronnie makes some some good points on both of those yeah. fronts. I said this on the morning reaf- morning after reaction podcast earlier in the week. I do think the weather had an impact in the offensive production in the game. Mm-hmm. On Sunday. I think it was cold. The wind was, depending on the part of the stadium you were in, the wind was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that led to, and if you look at around the league, like, I know that like the Jets and the Patriots still have these like dynamic offenses, but like mm-hmm. that that game was played in similar weather conditions to this one, and there was no offense in that game. Right? right? right. There's no nothing happened in the, on the offensive front. Mm-hmm. I just think it was that, the like,
2: Ravens' first cold game of the season.
1: I think that the weather played a factor, and that mm-hmm. was part of the reason that the offense well, was a little sluggish.
2: Well, I I also think it was part game plan, and I, I think the Ravens went into this I, obviously as a heavy favorite, and you know how a heavy favorite loses a game like that. They, they turned turn the ball over. They turned right. the ball over. Exactly. So I don't think it was a game, especially with the weather conditions and especially with the way the defense was playing, that the Ravens were going to or needed to take many chances offensively. And that's what you saw. You know, Lamar Jackson's yards per attempt are are down, I think, in part because the Ravens just don't A. They lost their top speed threat over the top in Rashad Bateman. So let's not discount that, Mm -hmm. right? And they thought they had signed one with Deshaun Jackson, and maybe they have, but he got injured in the first game. So I think that's affecting some of the deep passing game as well. And the way the defense is playing, look, John Harbaugh does not really care about style points at all. Of course, he wants to see the offense play well, but they know what their formula is offensively. That's to run the ball, Ground down opponents, the the run sets up the pass and all that, and you want to hit some more. You want to have some big plays sprinkled in there, mm. right? That's why they go out and get Deshaun Jackson because he'll probably have a few of them. Yep, right. But without him and all this stuff. Now it's basically let's ground them that ground and pound right. And the Ravens actually kind of they ran the ball better in the second half. They were in position if had it not been for some penalties to put up some points in the second half and to kind of take over the game on the ground as I think they intended right. So, uh, it was just that in the first half the run game got stuffed, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that the passing game in warm weather Jacksonville has a better chance of, of getting a little bit more momentum and looking more like itself, but. Let's not kid ourselves. The formula here is run the ball and run it well. If Gus Edwards is back on the field, that certainly helps with that. Um, And once J.K. Dobbins comes back, that will help with that too.
1: Yeah, I don't think the formula is changing, but I do think, as I said, I think the conditions – of Sunday's game, both game circumstance and yeah. the weather. Well, that's part of the factor and only getting 13 points.
2: The only thing is, though, y- you know, outside of the Jacksonville game, it ain't getting any warmer.
1: No, of course, <laughs> and, and so you need to be sharper. You can't, you know, exactly. the, the, you're not going to make uh, Buffalo, if you have to go there in the playoffs, they're not going to be making any apologies about playing in 10 degrees. Exactly. Like, that's, the, that's the circumstance that you're, you could find yourself
2: With in. With a howling wind. We've seen that story.
1: Yes, so, like, you need to be able to be sharp in bad weather. Yeah. Um, and that's something I'm sure the Ravens are going to be working on I, over the course of the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, and I, I do think, like, for as much as concern as there's been about the offense, you know, they were pretty darn sharp with Demarcus Robinson. Like, their yeah. sideline passes. Nine, and, nine, nine targets, nine Nine catches. for nine. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, don't, don't take that away from Demarcus. You know what I mean? Like, he had a game, and Lamar delivered some point spot-on passes to him. And that's what you needed. You know, we all kind of talk about, like, well, when they take away the run game, do you have an answer to that, right? Well, it wasn't, they didn't have a great, it wasn't like they had a great offensive day, mm-hmm. right? But, like, Demarcus Robinson was the answer against the Panthers, and that answer was effective. It yeah. was pretty good. They just, penalties, and they stubbed their toe in some c- critical situations and in, in the scoring range. So, um, anyway, I think that the offense will look better against Jacksonville, and that's why I feel better going into this game than I did Against Panthers
1: yeah that's fair so as always you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net we wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving yep. I hope you and your family enjoy it and uh wait get ready wait for wait a no, great no, meal. no no, no 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 great meal no
2: no no one last what we what, gotta say our Thanksgiving favorites just as a side note a lot of
1: listeners love the drafts the original draft the verse ever draft that we did was the thanksgiving draft that was the first ever draft draft? that was the og draft that was the first ever that was total domination that was a classic go back and listen to that what was one of the first episodes that's
2: right we put wine on there
1: or no alcohol and you ended up with basically alcohol and bread that was (laughs) (laughs) that and i ended up with turkey stuffing thanksgiving mac. it was the holy communion draft for me gravy (laughs) i ended up with all of it um (laughs) that's right well done um but yeah, well, i uh, i will be I will definitely be throwing down all of the food. But what's your what's your top? favorite?
2: Yeah, what do you go for? I think stuffing.
1: Stuffing's the best. Stuffing. Stuffing is the best.
2: Okay, I'm sweet potato casserole with the nuts. The the uh, the crumble. The crumble. The nut crumble That's on a top. Good one. The marshmallow is good, but the nut crumble is where it's at. Marshmallow is too much, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a little too desserty. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, and get ready for the.
4: Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through four fourteen twenty four 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.
0: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations,